This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you, whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives. You'll find it all here. On the 31st of August, a massive blaze in a hijacked building in Johannesburg's inner city killed over 70 people. In truth, it's a tragedy decades in the making. In Joburg, hundreds of buildings, many of their municipal properties, have been taken over by criminal syndicates. They're derelict, without water or electricity, and yet they're home to thousands of desperate people. We headed to the scene of the fire to remind government officials once again that this was a crisis staring them in the face. We start with some breaking news from South Africa. A tragic story unfolding this morning. In the early hours of the 29th of August, a fire ravages a hijacked building in Johannesburg's inner city. Hundreds of residents trapped inside. By daybreak, scores of bodies line the streets. This is one of South Africa's worst tragedies of its kind in living memory. But the city of Johannesburg had been warned. Hijacked buildings in the inner city are a ticking time bomb. The five-story Usindiso Ministries building has stood for the past 69 years in Marshalltown, downtown Johannesburg. The building has served different functions, from a center for issuing the notorious Dombas used to control the movement of African people under apartheid, to a shelter for abused women and children in the inner city. But several years ago, it was overtaken by criminals. From immaculate to decrepit, comparing the appearance of Usindiso building between 2010 and 2023 is a study in the progress of corruption in the city. And last month's fire almost gutted the property. I picked up my gun. I opened my kitchen door. When I was coming out of my door, I saw big flames of fire. People, they were screaming, crying, running out of the building. Some people, they were jumping out of the buildings. This woman has lived in this community for several years. She's chosen to hide her identity out of fear there will be repercussions for revealing the things she's witnessed. She can't even be seen with our crew. There was too much smoke too much flames. People that were coming out of the building like someone who's throwing eggs or apples. Imagine when you just wake up and you see the fire and you see smoke and you don't know where the fire is coming from. You don't know where it's burning, but the smoke is everywhere. What do you do? People were willing to jump out of windows from a five-story building to escape this fire. The terror cannot be explained adequately. I don't think I have the words to describe what horror these people went through to get out of this building. 
We did try to call the ambulances, uh, the train triple one. They took about one hour, 30 minutes to come to the scene. The only people who came in time is the fabricants. As rescue workers continue to pull bodies from the debris, city officials and government elite descended on the street. People have hijacked people, there's criminality. Deal with it decisively. 74 people lay dead. In the days to come, that number would climb to 77. It's a wake-up call for us to begin to address the situation of housing in the inner city. But a wake-up call for who? Some of these criminals are even brazen in their criminal activities to the extent that they even resort to murder so as to hijack buildings in order to extort money from our people. Former President Thabo Mbeki's speech dates back nearly two decades. For years, we've investigated the crisis in Joburg's inner city, dilapidated, derelict properties taken over by criminals, so-called building hijackers. It seems the crisis has only worsened. So there's a building just right across from Osindiso that is clearly also hijacked and we're going to go in right now and see what it's like inside. Do you have lights? Herman Mashaba served as Joburg mayor from 2016 until he was ousted three years later. Mashaba had spearheaded a project to revitalize the inner city by reclaiming hijacked buildings. Now tell me how for human beings to live like this. It's as dark as midnight in the middle of the day. Oh, it's drugs. My heart is pounding right now. We just did a walkthrough that was just two minutes max. But that world is a dark, scary world that people are living in, in these buildings. These buildings are home to some of the city's poorest residents who are forced to pay rent to the hijackers. On the street, we meet a woman who used to live in the Usindiso building. I would pay a thousand two hundred rand, but there are no bathrooms. The only thing we pay for is the room over our heads. When we have to go to the bathroom, we have to go to the nearest garage. And we have children. I can tell you right now, there will be at least more than 100 buildings in worse conditions than this one. Young children being brought up in this kind of environment. We had a hijacking unit led by one of the senior legal person. By the time I left, they had already identified over 600 buildings. 600? 600 buildings. In the inner city of Johannesburg? In the inner city of Johannesburg. Four years since Mashaba's ousting, the current member of the Mayoral Committee member for Human Settlements, Anthea Leach, seemed unsure of the exact figure. 600 up to 1,000. Yeah. For the inner city alone? God, that is hard. I'm so glad you're finding that number shocking. It's insane. I mean, the, the fire and, you know, us having been in this position, we waited this long to actually 
action something. If I, if I take you back to the tenor of Mashaba, he has tried this previously and he was basically crucified for having done that program of evicting illegal foreigners out of buildings. There's a lot of political play in this as well. It basically hinders whatever progress you try to initiate or even start um, with evicting people in the city. We have a constitutional framework and we have guiding laws in the country. But NGOs working in the inner city reject the city's claims. Edward Mulopi represents the Socioeconomic Rights Institute. If you want to evict people, do so when you have um, followed the due process that is set out in law. Meanwhile, some of those meant to serve and protect seemingly have their own agenda. The police of South Africa is involved because they are too corrupt. Even if there is an operation, those guys, they will be knowing that at this time, they will be in an operation inside our staff. Cars like this, they're the ones that they come there. This one which just passed now, they are the cars that come and collect money there. There is a tuck shop inside, so they come to collect money from the shop. There are people who come and collect rental money on the 5th and 6th and the 7th. They come out with the money in the plastic bags or in the boxes. We know the cars. It's a BMW, the green one, there's an X5. Expensive cars. Those people, they are genius. They cover their tracks. At times, if they see you, even if the police come, should you attempt to take a video, they will tell you to delete it immediately. What we witnessed inside the building certainly suggested rampant criminality. They are hiding drugs, people they are getting raped, they were illegal guns. When this fire started, we thought maybe someone is being shot. From 10 midnight, it's guns. When you sleep, you just say, thank you, God, for waking me up. I guarantee you, if you dig and dig, you find out that they are government officials. Police say they're not aware of any allegations against their members. Meanwhile, the mayor's office says that it's not improbable that some city officials may be involved in the hijacking of buildings. Days later, a councillor is arrested in connection with the crime. I'm not a prophet. I just really use common sense. They started in the inner cities like Johannesburg, Pretoria and so forth. They are now in the suburbs. So we you... can't ignore what's happening here because it's going no, to spread? No, tomorrow it's going to spread. We are glad today that uh, the building is burnt down. Let's hope they will close it down. Unfortunately, it's sorrowful for those who lost their lives. As some families bury their dead, police are struggling to identify the remains of most of the victims. While many residents who lived in Usindiso are picking up the pieces. Hijacked buildings are not a new phenomenon. We've reported on them for several years. So where to from here? What is it going to take to ensure proper living conditions for people in the inner city? Let us know your thoughts online using hashtag carte blanche. Thanks for listening. 
In case you missed any of our earlier episodes, you can find them all now on Spotify and all other major platforms. Also, head on over to the Carte Blanche website for more insightful content. <laughs>